Welcome to today's episode of The Growth Zone. I am Christian Bartsch. What is the core benefit of listening to this show? Business leaders in corporate and privately held companies gain insights into trends and strategies that provide them with a competitive advantage in the marketplace. Each episode focuses on areas such as marketing, sales, innovation, or funding that is absolutely critical to the growth of companies, whether they are startups or corporate global players. Where management needs to juggle the challenges of market entries or knowing how to navigate the uncertainty of disruptive developments, mind feeding is where clarity evolves and helps solving organizational challenges. For those who listen to the entire episode, I have a special surprise gift. I'm also working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation, and marketing. And we will be talking in the future much more about the important trends that are affecting the way we manage our companies in the demand to being sustainable, more environmentally and socially friendly, and becoming more empathic leaders. So let's get started on today's topic. So we are going to be talking today about what your clients really want in this totally changed environment. Your clients want a different kind of sustainable products. How do you do the marketing for this kind of stuff? How do you get people to buy and be absolutely convinced that your products are really sustainable? And what is that actually? Sustainable? What does that actually mean? Let's have a little look. So. What is the current situation? The world has changed due to the pandemic and other terrible events that we are seeing at the moment. Nevertheless, people are demanding a different kind of political and business leadership. They expect leaders and organizations to act in a responsible way. Wasting our natural resources with only creating more pain and drama for society? That's not what we really want. Society has also realized that it is no longer willing to accept multiple kinds of discrimination and destruction. Let me provide you with some really useful examples on how to create products that are sustainable and easier to market in the new future. Getting marketing to be ESG compliant is not that easy. Popular misconceptions about sustainability and ESG often take people down the wrong route. Each time when I look at places like Twitter and so on, I see so much fake information wrong descriptions of what ESG actually is. And so, of course, people are not sure. They are distrustful, they're fearful, they have doubt, and they think it's something really bad. The key thing about any kind of new thing, 
But we humans just don't like change. It's a natural thing. And so we resist it. But if we understand what it actually means for us and how we can use it and apply it to be a benefit for us, whether it's for our personal lives, for our families or friends and so on, it's a huge difference if we understand the why, the how, the when, and to where it should lead us to. So a sustainable business model. Hmm. A sustainable business model needs a different market entry and sustainability approach. This leads to marketing strategies being transformed into sustainable marketing strategies. That is very, very different to what we were used to in the last 10, 20, 50, or even 60 years. So traditional marketing, where do you go towards online marketing, offline marketing, cross-channel marketing, all these different kind of uh, synonyms and, and sections of marketing as is, they are no longer really compliant with ESG. Because the world has become so complex. We don't just simply print a marketing campaign and mail it with our postal service or anything of that. Things have become more different. We have internet, we have email, we have got social media, so many areas where we can do marketing. We can send parcels, we've got physical products, virtual products, software, We've got Amazon places and other kinds of stuff like eBay, Alibaba, so many platforms where we nowadays can go and buy stuff. We can research them. We don't automatically have to go and search for product on Google or Bing or any other kind of place like Yandex and so on. We don't have to. We can go directly to a place like Amazon.com, Amazon.de, CoUK and so on. So we are actually able to go and buy in many areas. And there's even other kinds of businesses out there that are not Amazon. So it's a huge range of stuff. We can even go to a local store and buy stuff there. So we have a huge choice. The thing is, how we really get that to be ESG compliant? What is ESG? It's all about environmental, social, and corporate governance. It's about treating our environment and societies in a much better way. But also it means that we as business leaders, business owners, companies, employees, we all have to be more responsible in the way we behave towards nature and as well mankind. And that's not that easy that sometimes theoreticalists and scientists would like to have. The utopia of the world doesn't match reality. And when we look out now into the world, read the news and all things, it's just not reality to have a scientific thought of how it should be because it has to be explained to the humans how we should do it, how it realistically works so that we can apply it. And if we go and say overcomplicated stuff, nobody understands that. That's reality. Not everybody in this world is a scientist, yeah, or a accounting expert or lawyer or anything. It has to be applied by every human being in what kind of ever profession education he has or she has. It has to be applicable. It has to be easy to be used and to follow and to be made part of everyday life.
So let's have a look. We know that people are wanting sustainable products. And products can be anything from a physical product, an online product, software, online services, an insurance policy, whatever. People want to have things that are sustainable. We don't want to waste anymore. We see how bad it is. The lakes, the rivers and everywhere are polluted with plastics. And now, of course, all this mask garbage and so on and so on. And we have wars all around the world where all this kind of toxic stuff is being dumped all around into the oceans, into the lakes, farms, villages, cities, and so on. And it's destruction that happens around and damages this really volatile environment that we're living in. So, sustainable products. How could they look like? Let's say IT, as a simple example. IT would mean our computer environments, our servers and so on, we try to modernize them in a way that they use less energy. Maybe newer, more efficient switches, more efficient servers and so on. The same thing would be in producing products. Let's say you're manufacturing cars. Simply look at what, for instance, Tesla has been doing. Their new factories, they have a new kind of uh, part manufacturing systems and presses and so on. So they need less energy to solder parts together. So they have one big chunk of part and it's much, much easier. They need less material, less energy and so on, which is exactly what we would like to have in a sustainable product. Because it's not only about the product itself, but the product has to be manufactured, it has to be built, it has to be stuck together, screwed on, and so on and so on. And it has to be delivered and transported. These are multiple things. It doesn't just end at the point or start at the point where the product leaves the factory. It's the engineers, the designers, the marketing, the salespeople, they're all putting their ideas in to try to make a product that is sustainable for the entire life cycle because we want to be able to reuse our natural resources instead of wasting and expecting, oh, there'll be always something come up. We just need to dig a hole. That's not the way it works. That's outdated thinking. Eventually, you lose the resources. Once you've depleted them all, then they're gone. But a sustainable product is designed in a way that you, after you have finished using the product, I mean, once the product is worn out, broken down, or whatever, we are able to dismantle the product, to reuse parts. And the other parts that cannot be reused are easily recycled. But if we have to burn products and huge energy consumption to reuse the material, is that sustainable? Not really. We're just lying to us. And that's what it shouldn't be. The same thing as well how we conduct our daily lives. Are we more sustainable in how we consume things? Or are we demanding that everything is triple packed and ravaged and transported in all kind of crazy ways? Not really. And that's a thing that the next generation is going to held us accountable for. Because they say, hey, you were really wasteful. And today, 
we haven't got these resources because of your insanity. And you kept telling yourself lies about how it is and how the environment and this and then this. And we see the societies are not just only fighting battles against each other and trying to do things differently, um, not even in, in the topics of discrimination and other kind of things. We see so many things moving, the environmental demand and um, different kinds of groups, actions, the ones that are against it, the ones that are for it, or want other direction, and so on and so on. And they might kind of come manufacturers that want to have fully electric cars, others say we want to have hydrogen, and so on. There's no perfect recipe. But nevertheless, we have to make an effort to do what we can do in our abilities. And sustainable products are exactly a very different kind of product compared to, trans to traditional ones. Why? because our client avatar has changed. This client avatar is much more aware of what we are actually doing. They are aware how the stuff is being produced, how it's being designed, how it's being transported, marketed, sold, and so on. These people are educated, yes? They don't have a huge knowledge gap that doesn't let them know what's sustainable. That's why they are on lookout for sustainable products. And it's even the same thing with banks and investors. They're looking at your products and saying, hmm, the stuff is not really sustainable. You are a risk for us. As a client, as a creditor, as a debitor, as a supplier. Companies want to reduce their ESG risk and they are as well looking for sustainable products. They are products that are not only made for consumers, they are products that are totally focused on products that need it to produce other products. Whether it's components, whether it's factory equipment, um, all different kinds of products. And they should be sustainable. So the product designer has to, of course, start thinking, okay, how can I design it? How can I be more efficient with my product? How can I design my product to be manufactured in a much easier way? Less machines, less equipment, less heat, less, less electricity, and so on. And it doesn't automatically mean that we are going to have, as a manufacturer, the opportunity to cut our staff by 50%. That doesn't mean. It could even mean that we are going to hire more people by having totally different kind of production strategies and that, in return, leads to products that we can sell at a much higher price. And a higher price traditionally means, as well, a higher profit margin. Just look, for instance, at brands, branding. Best example, look at products like the iPhone or products that are manufactured by other phone companies. So you'll see, of course, that an iPhone maybe sells at $900, $1,200, $1,500, or even more. Never mind. In contrast, products made in South Korea and China, they might be $100, $200, That's a huge difference to an iPhone. So the branding creates a huge benefit to charge more and as well have a higher margin. And now take that idea, that concept, 
into the ESG environment. The environment of having a sustainable business model. And that means as well, reevaluating how you can improve your business processes, your product development, sales, marketing strategies and everything to be much more compliant. And at the same time, if you want to be profitable, you have to do it in an efficient and effective way. Otherwise, it's just a waste of time and you're not going to create any kind of value for yourself nor for your clients. So sustainable products means as well how to think, how can I market them in a more sustainable way? Online marketing is not always sustainable, as you've heard in previous episodes. IT, the infrastructure for online, for sales funnels, marketing, and so on and so on, generates as well waste. Systems, hardware, energy consumption, and so on and so on. But the thing is, marketing is online and offline. And especially in consumer products, if you look at that, for instance, you might have a car standing somewhere at a show or in an airport showcasing this product, like a car, for instance. There are manufacturers that don't need to do that. Have you been in an airport and seen a car exhibited? It's at least until now, I haven't seen a Tesla exhibited, but I've seen a BMW, I've seen other kind of products, Mercedes, Audi, and so on and so on. Wherever you travel around the world, you notice that. Now think, hmm, is that really sustainable? Well, the car had to be manufactured, it's sitting there, it's not doing anything. It's of course a marketing product, yes. But just think, hmm, could I have it done differently? Of course, looking at a product, it's a different example than just looking at it at a screen and seeing this flat image or something of a car. And virtual reality is something that you can, of course, now use more and more as a sustainable way of marketing a product because you can imagine touching the product through all different kind of gear. But the thing is, this VR equipment isn't exactly very sustainable itself. It's being produced in sometimes quite questionable ways. Yeah. And there are multiple kind of factories, manufacturing facilities and so on that are neither environmentally friendly, not socially compliant. And that's the key core of the issue. A product has to be marketed and produced. And of course, delivered. Yes, there's logistics. So I want to market a sustainable product. It's a different kind of buyer. I have to change my narrative. Exactly. So who would be the typical buyer? We have the four kinds of buyer calicoats, you know, red, yellow, green, and blue. The red one wants it immediately. He likes it, he wants it now. The blue one mm, looks at this stuff and thinks, mm, does it do what I need, range, and so on and so on. And he'll as well evaluate things. Is it really that efficient? Read this and takes time, but eventually if he thinks, okay, all good, 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 he would buy. And in between, we've got the yellow and the green. The yellow will be looking, oh, what are the others doing? Oh, they're buying as well sustainable products. Hmm, I should be as well sustainable because otherwise 
I don't want to be perceived as unsocial or negative towards my social community because pollution affects as well people. All the combustion engines are creating pollution in a way that hurts people who have asthmatic problems, children have problems with breathing and so on. And in some countries and regions, the uh, pollution is sustainably high. So how do we get this to be a more sustainable way to the green one? The green one, of course, doesn't want to be perceived as someone who's doing something wrong. He's trying to be socially compliant. He's even more socially compliant than the yellow one, the red one. The red one doesn't really care, usually. But if the red one notices this car is cool and it's faster and uh, can do even more, well, just compare at these drag races where they compare Tesla with other electric cars or combustion cars and so on, whether they pull each other or they race who's faster in so and so many meters, the Tesla usually wins. Strange, huh? A much more environmentally friendly vehicle that can be faster, sexier. Hmm. That's interesting. So the red type actually can be even addressed with ESG factors, triggers. Hmm. And the blue one? The blue one doesn't really want to be faster. He wants to be safe. Look at the things. Hmm. The navigation system of Tesla is somehow much better. And vehicle safety, much higher. Look at all the airbags and all different kinds of things. Hmm. A sustainable product can be the same. If, if let's say you're selling a television set, yeah, the blue guy will look and see, oh, it uses less electricity even on standby. And it comes in special packaging, doesn't need plastic or cardboard. Oh, I just then later on just need to take it to the recycling bin. It's all cardboard, there's no plastic. Perfect. And the green guy? Oh, my friends, my neighbors will say, hey, you're doing something really good. You're, you're absolutely following our lead. Be more sustainable. Be more reasonable person. More responsible. Very nice. Yeah. And the yellow one? Oh, he will be jumping about and telling everybody how great his new car is, his new television set, and so on. Sustainable, friendly, or in car insurance, the same thing. You think car insurance? Yeah, you can even you can even market a car insurance as being a sustainable product. Really, really. And there's so many insurance companies, and I've just had a recent experience where my car insurance suddenly increased the rate sustainably. Well, not sustainably, substantially. <laughs> it's the right word, actually. Because when you think it, it's like increasing it by 30% within two months of signing up for that contract. I thought, hmm, that is strange. So I'm paying more, but it's not sustainable. Why should I pay more for a product that is not even sustainable and it's just doing something that it shouldn't be? I can tell you one thing. I'm looking forward to a particular car and a particular insurance from a particular guy. <laughs> and I can tell you 
that is definitely much more ESG. Nevertheless, until then, we have to do some other things. We have to be busy creating revenue, creating jobs, creating business opportunities, and making much more things. So if you have a startup, look at how your product is designed, whether you are a SaaS business or you're doing physical products, delivering products, any kind of business area. Look at the way you do product, your business, how you do your products, and then look how you could market your products and services in a more ESG-compliant way. You will notice you are creating yourself sort of a blue ocean market for your products because you are touching on a group of buyers who were not willing to buy your stuff until now. But they're willing to pay more. And if my insurance would be more ESG compliant, I'd say, okay, the 30%, at least I'm doing something good with it. But just to fill up somebody's pockets and waste resources and not being compliant, I don't see why I should pay more especially when the contract was differently signed in different terms and just change it, time will show. And the same thing happens as well when you look at your products, your contracts that you do, whether it's your private stuff or your business stuff. Look at both things, both worlds where you live and work. And that means as well, look at what the competition is doing. What kind of new products are bringing out? There are as well financial products that are ESG compliant. For instance, investment funds. Investment funds are looking towards investing the capital that you provide as a investor or small savings into a more ESG compliant way, which means they do not buy into companies that produce weapons, that produce um, certain kind of products and other kind of things that are maybe polluting the environment. Oil, gas products, they are not really ESG compliant. You should put your money in there. The same thing, companies should produce weapons, explosives, all these terrible things that are destruction, destruction towards society and environment. Yeah, those are not the ones you want to support. And the same thing as well, governments that are destroying society and the environment, those are not the ones you want to vote for because you want people that are more responsible, but not ideologically or have an ideology that makes them blind and they follow it like a stubborn donkey, follow a certain narrative and try to turn everything in that way. That's not the way. That's not sustainable. Just because somebody calls themselves a Green Party or Environment Party doesn't make them automatically ESG compliant. Unfortunately not. So look exactly, watch what they say and what they do. And you will notice, in many cases, the words do not match the actions. But if you are wanting to do something sustainable, sustainable business strategies or sustainable products. Think of what you're saying and do your actions accordingly and be truthful to yourself as well.
It'll save you a lot of cost and pain, and it gives you an advantage, a competitive advantage towards having products that can address a niche that others are not yet addressing. And usually the first movers and the third movers are usually the winners. They build enough momentum. And why? Because number one and number two usually fight against each other. But let's be realistic. I'm sure you might be number three, number four or five maybe. And the faster you are, the smarter you are, you can jump ahead the row and eventually become the true leader. You don't have to be the leader that has a little number on it, number one. The true thing is, who is really buying from you? At what price? What profit margin you're generating? And what impact you're generating? Because that, in the long term, makes you number one. I hope you enjoyed today's edition of The Growth Zone Show with Christian Bartsch. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review or rating here on iTunes or on podchaser.com. If you found the content helpful, then share it on social media, please. I would like to invite you to follow our show so that you don't miss the upcoming interviews with leaders in the market. Simply visit the website meetchrisbarge.com. I will be adding the link into the description of this episode so that you just need to click on that link. On my website, you will also find the links to free templates. If you're looking for the books I have published on marketing, innovative technology, and sustainable business strategies, just simply click on publication to find my book list. The world is constantly changing in response to trends and events. As a business leader, you need to bypass the sandbanks that can hurt your performance. For those of you who are signing up to follow the show, I have reserved a few copies of my ultimate guide on content marketing and an ESG compliant cheat sheet. This is the strategy that got me top corporate clients like McDonald's, Linde, Hewlett-Packard, Deutsche Bank, Volvo and many others. That strategy has been working for over 10 years and also got me contacts with police, transport authorities, military and several universities and even leading research institutes. For sure, it also worked wonders as it got me many small, medium-sized enterprises and international clients around the world. The link to sign up to our free broadcasting service and the guide is at meetchrisbarch.com. That will give you access to the most recent versions of my ultimate guide on content marketing. You can follow me on Twitter by using the Twitter handle capbarch. It's spelled 
C A P B A R T S C H. Yes, that is C A P Barge or spelled Charlie Alpha Papa Bravo Alpha Romeo Tango Sierra Charlie Hotel.